Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, well, we're going to be talking about the Bob situation. Bob Iger's in, Bob JPEX out. What does this mean for Disney Plus? What might we see the difference with? We'll also be talking about what we're looking forward to watching on Disney Plus in December, plus also um, some reviews of some of the new content, including the Andor finale and also uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So um, before we jump into any of that, if you haven't already done so, make sure you check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com, bookmark, favorite, join our mailing list, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the rest of the kind of things, and you'll obviously find the audio version here on different platforms as well. So let's get rid of it. A... Now, I thought it was going to be a little bit of a quiet week this week with what, with, um, you know, Thanksgiving. It's usually pretty quiet for news. Everything kind of the first day or two, people, they check some stuff out. But with Strange World out with Guardians of the Galaxy, was not expecting a huge amount of news. So I've been working on, it's kind of funny, I've been building up a list of like articles and stuff to do on the back end because I knew, because obviously for me in the UK, Thanksgiving isn't anything. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so I was planning on doing a lot of back-end stuff that um, that most people probably wouldn't even notice. But um, yeah, so it kind of turned into a big week earlier in the, with Bob Chapek getting dumped during the out, just before he was supposed to go on stage to um, introduce Elton John at the live Disney Plus concert. He got a phone call. Bob, you're gone. And that was it. He was gone. And Bob Iger was back in. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, I didn't, ex it's not, I wasn't expecting this to happen, but at the same time, I'm not surprised either. What did you think of all this? Well, I think there's there's two different things that come out of it, right? You know, we, we group them together, but really it's Bob Chapek out and Bob Iger in, and they're they're yeah. actually unconnected events. Yeah. Um, I I think the writing on the wall for uh for JPEG, I didn't expect it like this. I didn't expect it so abruptly. I kind of figured it would happen at maybe like an earnings call or something mm. like that. Uh, and you had to dump him literally like minutes before he's about to go on stage. is kind of unprofessional, to be honest. But, you know, we've been seeing that he's not been popular with fans and uh, with Disney fans and things like that. So kind of expecting that to happen at some point. Uh that's I've never really had a problem with him. I've never been like a cheerleader for him, but I've also never really had a problem with him. And then Iger coming back, I know a lot of people are cheering that on because a lot of people remember him from his previous run at Disney and very positive with that. I'm actually a little bit negative on it. I don't like this kind of uh, he's gone, he's back, he's gone, he's back kind of deal. I don't think that sends like the best message. It would be good to get some new blood in there. Plus, he already had his run, you know, like jurassic park he already had his turn now we're moving on to you know the next thing um but we'll have to wait and see what he actually brings with him mm. see um I, I the thing is with chapek is i was always like i was always a bit split on him and and i have said on numerous occasions that i felt like he was the right ceo for the right time but he was not the best ceo for the future um, and I know a lot of people kind of, but I feel like for during a pandemic, you want to, you needed a bean counter. You needed someone that was a bit um, aggressive with cutting costs. And with a recession, I felt like he probably was maybe the right guy for then. But I always felt like he didn't have a big vision. He didn't really, he needed somebody when all the recession was over, they were going to need someone to come in to kind of give the company a new lease of life because he's cutting everything back. And I, I understand as a business owner, 
that had to had a major, you know, not this one, but my my real life business at the time. You know, I knew you know the pandemic was difficult on so many businesses, and um, tr- having to cut costs and lay people off and all the rest of it is not easy. And it um, and I think there's a lot of kind of like, oh, COVID was like, oh, we're fed up with that excuses, but it was a pretty big one. And I get left like a week before, I think Shanghai had already been closed down. He literally bolted the second he saw what was coming and left it to JPEG to sort out. So I'm going to give him a, a, a pass for a little bit. You know, he, he made some changes that were probably necessary short term, but I think they outstayed their welcome and they probably leaned on them a little bit too much. Um, but ultimately his last performance with Disney um, losing money in the quarter his reaction to it, the way he talks, the way he keeps putting his foot in the mouth, I can see why they got rid of him. I, and there was essentially a coup. We call it a rebellion. <laughs> there was a rebellion against the Empire um, because it looked like he was about to sh- um, shove some of the other um, board members under the bus to save himself. They jumped in and kind of sorted that beforehand, so they didn't go. Um, there have been mistakes made at the top. Um now, it looks like Disney Plus actually is one of the major reasons for the problem was because they've been losing money on it. The thing is, I find very strange about this was they have been saying since 2019 that they were going to be losing billions on Disney Plus year on year until 2024. That was literally <laughs> what we knew this. We knew they were doing this. And Wall Street was quite happy with this, um, with um, losing lots and lots of money because they wanted numbers. They wanted more numbers. Get bigger, get bigger, get bigger. One bad Netflix um, call suddenly changes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not interested in growth anymore. Now we want profit. Like, and the rules of what was good and bad suddenly changed overnight. And unfortunately, no streamer can change the rules of what they've been working on overnight. It, it takes time. So therefore, the Disney streaming d- division was having some issues with finance. Um, interestingly enough, turned out from the Wall Street Journal that um, Chapek had been shifting stuff over onto the Disney linear channels to offset the losses, like Mysterious Benedict Society. That one got shifted over to try and uh, do things. I suspect, and I'm, you know, we knew that the removals that have been going on, especially internationally, have been due to budget cuts. I suspect that was a little change. I suspect some of the things going on, um, the lack of legacy content, I believe, is down to cost-cutting. I think all of this stuff is just fundamental of Disney... Disney Plus and Disney streaming services were spending too much money um, overall. Yeah, and Wall Street in general is just fickle. What they celebrate one year, they will condemn the next year. It's all about the messaging that they can send to their shareholders. What are we doing to fix the problem or what are we doing to promote the future, depending on what your uh, perspective is at that given time. And so that's why you get things like you know, in 2019, they're going, yes, it'll be unprofitable, but we're building up to the future and it will become profitable. And then in 2022, they're like, well, why aren't you profitable yet? It's all about messaging. It's it's not even necessarily honest. They know that what they're saying uh, contradicts reality, mm. but they need to tell the shareholders something. Mm. One of the reasons I really just do not like Wall Street at all, to be honest. But. Yeah, yeah, it's a very interesting. I think his his demeanor and the way he was um, after the uh, after the quarterly call very much was like there was no way there was no kind of like he's, he was talking about you know going to the oogie boogie b- uh, bash rather than dealing with the problem of like what what are they actually going to do with um, the streaming service? 
obviously since Iger's come in, he has quickly got rid of Kareem Daniel, who was the head of the Digi uh, Disney Media and Distribution System, and they've announced that they're going to be restructuring the system of how things are released, because Chapek brought in this system where all the releases were all done by one company and the studios didn't get any insight into how things were released. So if they went to Disney Plus, Hulu, whatever, it was up to basically this new division. So this new division has was generally disliked. Um, they're now working on a new platform to kind of change it. There will be elements of some parts of that division will stay, but it's going to go for a big change and basically give the creatives at the top of each studio a lot more control. So that's one thing that's going to be happening. On Monday, there is going to be a town hall with cast members. So we're expecting to find out a little bit more of what Iger's plans are um, with the future. The thing is, and this is since Iger's return, it's pretty much just been like open season on expectations. Everyone's saying about what they um, want them to do, what they think they should do, what they should try and do. Um, you know, we've all, we're doing it. Um, but there's, I feel like there is a vast element of unrealistic goals being set here. And um, we are going into a recession. Money is tight. Disney owe a lot more than um, previously with the 20th century. Borrowing is more expensive. Iger can't buy his way out of this buying problem, you know, buying other things to distract. You know, we're kind of at that point where he can't really do that. But also expectations of what he's going to do. You know, every problem with Disney is basically now fixed. Oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to get rid of fast passes or Genie Plus. He's going to put the ticket prices down. Hotels are going to get cheaper. Disney Plus prices aren't going to happen. You know, they're going to be making toys again. They'll be buying video game companies. No, I'm going to be honest. Um, he's going to have he's going to have his hands tied because he's got to get that that debt down. He's got to get those that money down. And yeah, he can also blame Chapek for some of the stuff. So you know, the Disney price rise coming in in two weeks. I think that'll happen. I don't, there's no reason for them not to do that. They need money, <laughs> you know, and trying to keep people happy is one of the big things I like to do, but they still like to make money. I mean, that's the big thing about uh, a lot of the changes from JPEX run was that, you know, getting rid of a lot of the things at the park, introducing certain things, all these cost things. He was brought in specifically to do those things. That's one of the jobs of a CEO occasionally is to do the unpopular things come in and do the things that are necessary, take all the blame, grab a golden parachute and run, and then the next person can do the popular things. But this is also part of the reason why I'm not super happy that Iger is back. He comes with expectations from his previous run. And like you said, the world situation is not the same as it was when he was previously in charge. So trying to go by what he did previously for what he will do going forward is just not realistic at all. I do think he's going to bring an air of... Um... There's a kind of elation. I mean, there's been a lot of celebration, a lot of um, just a lot of love for Iger coming back. And I I kind of see that because Chapek kind of became almost like a pantomime villain. He was everything you could blame him for. You know, if the toilet paper was out at the parks, if you didn't like if there was a, an extra in a scene you didn't like, you know, it was his fault for everything. And he kind of became the full guy. He's gone off a full guy with like 20 plus million dollars. So he's, he's doing all right. So that's quite fine with that. But um, things are going to have to change. Now, in terms of Disney Plus, now, I always, you know, JPEG was very much built on, like, the system of, like, Iger had introduced with streaming was what he was carrying on with and carrying on with. Um, I feel like with the Disney Plus and Disney streaming side of things, JPEG actually was pretty good for streaming and for Disney Plus. Um, the park-wise, he, was, he wasn't he was good. Uh, there, there's no sugarcoating it. He, he didn't do um, great with anything at the parks because he just cut 
there was nothing coming in. But for streaming, he went all in on it, and he was completely in on it until the end. It started; you could tell he was drifting off a little bit. But yes, yeah, like like, where does this lead now? Disney Plus. You got to remember, Iger created Disney Plus. This is his baby. He wants it to succeed. It ain't going anywhere. It's still the number one cash cow that they want to make. It ain't going anywhere. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's been a lot of expectation of like, Iger's going to make Disney Plus back to being a babysitting service. And it's like, even he said personally in interviews, they need to change, need to grow. It's The industry's changed. We need more stuff. Do not be thinking, I've said a few times on social media, Bob Iger doesn't have a time machine. <laughs> He's got to. He's got to deal with today. Not just. He can't just go by what he said in 2018 and 2019. We are now. Um, so I feel that expectation of Disney Plus to keep growing, and to, it might not put Pam and Tommy on there straight away. But I feel like we are still going to see more general entertainment coming onto Disney Plus at some point. Yeah, and I'd still hold out that the main reason we haven't is because of the Hulu deal and you know it being held back for that reason. But yeah. Even if he wanted to, even if he wanted to say there is nothing above PG-13 on this service, it's for your kids to, to watch, you know, Mickey Mouse Roadsters uh, on repeat for, you know, 12 months a year. He couldn't do it. The genie is out of the bottle. People expect it to have uh, content for them as well as for their kids. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen some people say like, well, now he can launch Hulu and move everything from Star. Oh, it's like you can't take half a, a streaming service away and then try and charge more for it that's not really going to work in where 100 plus million people have got access to it that way <laughs> it's just that's not really going to work um so i wouldn't worry too much about that i don't but the big thing really now and i uh, and i've been seeing this a lot with the analysts and with the shareholder stuff the problem with hulu now is they have to fix it they've got till 2024 Till the deal comes that they have to deal with it, so they might try and negotiate an early deal. Um, generally, no, it's a little bit less likely, maybe now because Iger and the guy from Comcast generally don't get on too well, so that does make things a little bit more tricky. But also, but Iger also is much more willing to maybe spend his way out of a problem than um, Chapek was. Um, so that's definitely going to be coming up. Um, we might see a more pivot to making Disney Plus change. There's a lot of talk really of the opposite way around of Disney trying to offer it to Comcast, maybe even just to offset the cost that was coming up, you know, literally on the lines of like, you know, you have it and we don't, you, you pay us a billion and we don't owe you eight, <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm just to kind of get it off the books, get rid of it and to focus on Disney plus we, this could be another 18 months away yet. So I wouldn't go expecting Bob to mention anything on Monday. He's only been in there four days and they had thanksgiving in that so it's like expectations are um i'm not expecting anything major to change um for a while on the hulu front yeah and i really would not expect them to go for an offer to buy it out early um especially since part of the point right now is they need to save money uh so we'll give you two times the offering price or 1.5 the offering price if we can have it right now just doesn't seem feasible at and all. also also from comcast point of view they can play the game here as well and be like well yeah we want 20 million for it we'll take it off your hands but you have to pay us you know that kind of thing of like yeah there's going to be a bit of negotiating so we're going to see some stuff change i don't think we'll see anything in the short term happen to disney plus i think it will carry on the ad tier um bob Iger was in an interview i think in september 
and he said it's a good idea they need to do it um so don't think he's against ads on disney plus at all he might have said that in 2019 but he was trying to launch it that's a very but he has said publicly he agrees in ads um so i wouldn't expect anything like that there's been a lots of other talk about doing something with espn plus or anything like that but yeah there's a lot of a lot to take in on this yeah and as you said earlier you know these changes take a long time to implement and and uh, put into place so even if he did say no i don't want to do ad tier and we're, we're going to nuke that completely it's already in motion there it'd be very hard for him to stop and just pull that that out but all but also why would you want to he's literally got this big bucket of of debt the ad tier is going they've already sold the advertising it's going to fill that but debt in and the way i look at it you know they're introduced a price hike in the US for, say, about an Australia and New Zealand hasn't come into Europe. Um, I'm wondering if Europe might not be getting it because of the, the financial situation over here with the fuel poverty and stuff. Um, there might be like it just it would be a bad optics because over here we're really getting hit with fuel problems because of the war. Um, but just on the US alone, say 50 million people, three dollars and three dollars a month more. That is. You know what, 150 million, maybe an extra a month coming in. So let's take off 50 million for like fees with Apple and stuff. So say 100 million a month extra. Well, that's a billion a year extra to um in the pocket on top of the ad set on top of it. So he's not going to get rid of it. I know some people. Oh, he'll put the price down because he wants it to be affordable. No, he's. It's like you're you're doing an interview from 2019. When he was trying to launch it against competition, now he needs to make money. And even in recent interviews, he's been very open about the fact of he thinks Disney Plus is um, good price, a lot of content, he and he values the content much better probably than JPEG. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting any. But the good news is we might not see any price rises in the US maybe for a while after this. I think that might be the key thing. I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is back in 2019 when he was originally pitching it and getting people hyped up for it we had no idea the amount of content that was going to be coming to it. You know, we, we knew uh, the Mandalorian is coming, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum's documentary series and stuff, but we had no idea that, uh, that things like Andor, it had been announced, but we didn't know like how big it would be in terms of production and uh, the book of Boba Fett and the various star, uh, Marvel shows and things like that. So what, what they were looking at with the amount of content they had in 2018, 2019 versus the content we have in 2022 was vastly different than expectations. Yes. COVID had a lot to do with that. They needed to get content on it to, you know, to keep people entertained while they were in lockdown, but it it's a different situation. Now I do think moving forward, we are going to see some changes with Disney plus um, in terms of content. Um, Obviously, like library content, um, I wouldn't necessarily expect to see that just suddenly pick up because um, while Iger is probably a little bit better at adding stuff um, and look and value in the VAT, he still, they've still got to pay for it and all the rest of it. So I know a lot of it, I wouldn't expect a quick turnaround on that. It might, the, the simpler thing is, there's a lot of stuff from 20th television and stuff that could probably are probably much more important i feel to get onto disney some of the comedy some of the sitcoms are probably much bigger revenue journey um than some film from 1962 or something so i think that's to look at um i do think we are going to see more sharing of content between disney plus linear and hulu in the united states 
Um, I think we are going to start seeing a lot more of this and a less of a focus on um, and or, not and or, but and or, you know, the thing is, you know, I think we're going to start seeing this content being shared out a little bit to try and boost up Disney Plus in terms of its content, but also use Disney Plus content. We've seen and or go on TV this week using that content um, on linear to kind of bring down the cost because they're spending too much on content. That's the simple thing. Um, now, I, we've mentioned before, you know, internationally, you see how much Disney is making a week when you see it all dropping. I think we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see a lot less shows being made. I think we're going to see some of the f- um, series spread out a little bit. I don't think we're going to get as many as we think we were going to get. Um, I just feel like they're going to, ease the tap off a little bit to try and reduce the spending because you know disney plus needs content but now we're past the launch mode now now it's like you know they can they could pop some new shows from abc on there or something like that and fill it up with new content without i just feel like we're going to see a little bit of a changeover in the next year on that i think one of the big factors is that they are going to want to make the big shows um exciting events again because one of the things we've seen over the last year is that, you know, with all the Marvel shows coming back to back to back, things like She-Hulk kind of slipped through the crack a little bit, Miss Marvel slipped through the crack. And now Andor, as fantastic a show as it has been, has not generated the same amount of buzz as, say, The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett. And part of that is the the so-called fatigue of too many shows. But also, you know, when when every week is a special drop, no week are, right, to go back to Syndrome here. Um so if they can spread them out a bit more, if they can uh, make each of those more of an event, then people get more excited for She-Cult because it's not just the Marvel show that's out right now. It's the Marvel show that we've been waiting a couple of weeks for, a couple of months for. Yeah, I mean, we, um, generally as a whole, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, we've been hearing about the animation problems for Marvel. Um, that might get fixed with Iger. It might not. I don't I, I don't like to automate. I think there's this kind of assumption from a lot of people that things just suddenly improve. It's always going to get fixed. Like, he's still got the same problem. Um, I do think Marvel and Star Wars need to be better spread out. Um, I think we need less. Um, and I got to be honest, there seems to be a, there's been a lot of talk this week with the holiday special from the Guardians of the Galaxy of like people going, oh, this is fun. And with Werewolf by Night and going, this is actually better than a series. This is like... Um, you know, it's, the series are too big, and um, yeah, we've got a lot coming up. But I, I suspect we're going to see. I won't be. I mean, I've been, there's been rumors like Echo. There might be some issues with that one, so they might have to put, bump that one back. I think Agatha might get bumped back a bit just to spread it out a little bit. I think we're going to see more specials in the long run. But I definitely feel like moving forward, we are going to see a little bit less. They've got a lot in the pipeline, but that means they can spread it out a little bit more. And it's like. It's like to me, I feel like you know we've got Mandalorian season three coming in in February, but we've also got um, we've also got other things um, things and coming in, and there's so much to, so much to kind of come in, and yeah, it's it's there's there is a lot of stuff to be changing in the future, and I do feel like we have to we have to do that, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this comes together. I definitely feel like moving forward, you know, that there is just we are going to have to get used to a change. I mean, do you think we're going to see a lot less on Disney plus now? I think we'll see a lot less of the major stuff. You know, what we're talking about, maybe less star Wars, less Marvel, less uh, top tier franchises, you know, so stuff like Zootopia plus or, or frozen or things like that. But overall, I don't think we're going to see too much of a content drop, but mostly because what you were talking about, things like bringing in some ABC shows, bringing in 
uh, some FX shows eventually someday, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so they'll fill the gap with these other things like bringing in uh, modern family kind of shows yeah. and so on. But will we get as many uh, Marvel shows as we had this year? Probably not. It's been funny because a lot of people say, oh, like with the September list, of people, there's no Marvel and there's no Star Wars. I'm like, well, it's like, well, you got Willow and we got National Treasure. Mm. Like, but, but no Marvel Star Wars. But it's like, I'm like, I'm really actually looking forward to having a bit of a break. And I'm being honest, um, a month without Marvel is not going to, you know, we used to go years, you know, like Star Wars. We went a decade without anything new. You know, a, a couple of weeks or a month, is it going to be a bad problem? And Bad Batch starts next month. Anyway, um, I personally wouldn't run Mandalorian while Bad Batch is on personally and i wouldn't if there was a marvel show on i wouldn't run um i'd just leave it let it stroll out a bit but i, I you know they're not going to move the mandalorian but yeah i, I think we are going to see a little bit less like i say they can bulk out a little bit i do wonder as well i think with movies i think we're going to see more theatrical releases um things like disenchanted and maybe hocus pocus 2 could have made more money it could have made a bit of money at the cinema I think Searchlight Pictures and 20th Century, I do feel like those films probably should be going straight to um, theatre for like a, a limited run. Um, you know, something like, you know, Rosalind could have brought in a, a bit of money. You know, it, it's, it might not have brought in a lot, but it's all about they've got to make it pay. And the trouble is streaming isn't making, you know, the while people are getting some, you know, I think we are going to see them push a little bit back. I think we're going to see longer runs. I think like... 60 80 days might become a little bit back to a little bit longer i don't think we're going to stay on this 45 day thing moving forward i think Iger, i mean the, the chief ceo of like amc was just like all hailing the fact that Iger's come back because I, I think he knows that Iger wants things on cinemas a little bit longer yeah but i still wouldn't consider it like the the second coming of uh, no, movie theaters no, no. at this point you mentioned things like Rosalind. uh one of the things to keep in mind when we're talking about distribution into theaters is that it costs Disney money to, to send it into theaters. Um, there, there's a whole lot of expenses attached to it, not just the shipping of it. I mean, now, nowadays it's on a little USB yeah. drive, so it's not those huge wheels that you think of when you're thinking of the movie theaters, but it's not cheap for them to do that. And in order for them to say, okay, we want to send Rosalind to theaters, they have to do a cost analysis to go, it will cost us this much on top of the actual making of the movie to to ship it to theaters yeah. will we make that back from the theater revenue and if the answer is no they're not going to do that and if, uh, yeah. and so on the only thing i would look at is like when you look at especially like with i would say more like with search like pictures films um in one way they're so much cheaper to make and the budget they don't have to do a big advertising budget in the same way like avatar or black panther so a movie could make 50 million and it might make back not only its cost but also be in profit for therefore when it arrives on streaming it's already now running at a profit and i think like cinema owners and stuff you know there's a kind of thing of like how much money did rosalind make none how much money if it made 20 million at the cinema even you know the cost is up it's 10 million more than it had when it i think we are gonna i mean i know zaslav has been very much into that it's like money movies on streaming do not make money and because they don't get any more viewers in they, i think you know they, they, they're not getting more subscribers now you know that's kind of come to the end of it well i mean yes and no because again rosalind came out on hulu over here yeah. and hulu already has 
add tiers and yeah. and so on. So they are making some money off it. Will they announce what it is? No, of course they're not yeah. going to. But yeah. uh, but there is that. Uh, but of course, the main one is how many people subscribed so they could watch Rosalind. Probably yeah. zero. But they, there are a lot of factors involved in whether a streaming only show or movie is profitable or not. And that's mm-hmm. those are numbers. Uh, they might as well be wizards, the people who figure out yeah. that these things. It's it's a little bit a bit like a moment like with Strange World because it hasn't done very well in the first few days uh, for multiple reasons, and then a lot of people are like they're not advertising it enough. It's like well they're advertising it, just not advertising it as much as Black Panther, and you do get to a point of like they know that the film maybe is not going to make this money back, so they're not going to spend as much money on advertising it. But the simple thing is, is this money Strange World will make more money than Luca turning red or small or uh, soul. It's just no matter how, even if it just brings back half the budget of making it, it's twice as. And also, there's a whole other issue going on now with family films and streaming, and going to the cinema. Uh, movies like this just maybe aren't going to pull in enough. You know, we other than Minions because of all the kids turning up in their suits. You know, no big animated film has really been big since you know since before the pandemic. And. Um, and with a, like here in a recession, you know, people are just not going to go to the cinema the same way. Um, you know, and it's not top priority. You know, at the minute, you know, it's a case of do you feed your kids? Do you put the heating? Do you put the heating on, or do you take them to the cinema? The cinema is not that is farther. So family films are going to be much lower down the tempo. So it is going to. I I do think we are going to see an extension. I think we probably sixty days will probably become quite normal. Maybe even something between sixty and ninety days might become the new norm. I, I I wouldn't guarantee, I wouldn't like to say, you know, I mean, I do those, the articles up of when do they think they're coming. I will be adjusting them for 20, for 2023's um, release schedule. I'm expecting Ant-Man and the Wasp to, la- to take longer than it has under Chapek. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And the other thing here is, you know, we, we could talk about how like during the Great Depression, uh, people were going to the movies a lot more because it was escapism. It, it got you away from the harsh realities of life. But the cost of going to the theater was much different. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't have televisions. Right, right. I was getting to <laughs> that. Phones. You was, know, it's was, like, you can't, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like the caveman kind of zone. <laughs> yeah. So you you would take the kids and you would dump them at the, the matinee so you'd have a couple hours to yourself on Saturday or Sunday and, and yeah. it costs you like five cents or something like that. Today it's $20 to go to the theater, give or take. I mean, the tickets are between 12 and $18, but then you got to get the food and so on and so forth. And yeah. like you just said, why should I do that when I've got my TV with Netflix and Disney Plus on it? Sure, they're not going to be seeing Strange World, but... I can sit down. They'll be watching Frozen Two. They'll be watching Encanto. Well, they'll be fine. Even, I mean, even kids just being dropped off at the grandparents or at their, uh, you know, the family members or friends can just sit there and watch TV. You know, it's 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 very different. I think it's going to be interesting to see how all of this kind of comes together with um, with Iger now. Of um, I I I'm still very much. I feel like we're going to get a, a better idea of the strategy. I think the strategy is going to change. I think they are going to be more focused on trying to make it profitable. It has to become a profitable business. It can't the it's going to make some money sometime. The time is coming up. It might take a year. But if Wall Street feels confident that there's a plan, I think that might be the other thing as well of um a plan. I I still feel like the price 
if the ad tier should have been lower to get people in. But I can't see them changing it. I, I feel like now they're going to look, we've already kind of had this out there. We might as well just let this go through and Iga can kind of play. And I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think the price change will happen. But I think we are going to see, I think they're just going to be, I think Disney's going to be more happier. I think the staff are going to be happier. Um, and that's going to, we're going to probably going to get better content because um, he's much more creative and he allows creative people to have better offset. It'll be interesting to see what happens like with Pixar and Walt Disney Animation because, you know, they, they've been generally, things aren't quite running right. You know, creative wise, I think we're going to get more, but I, I wouldn't completely go against the idea of all the money problems are going away. <laughs> Overnight, you know, he's still got that, and he, you know, but I can set all this stuff up when he purchased um 20th Century Fox. Yeah, uh, I don't think people understand the scale that these companies work at and the timeline that things go on. You, you can't just pivot Disney to a new direction literally no. overnight. It's, 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 like, it's like it's like a big ship, it takes it takes it takes a while to move. The only other thing I would bring up as well, of and I've seen people going, well, they should sell ABC and sell Hulu and get out of it and just go back to family values, like. They didn't spend seventy odd billion dollars buying Twentieth Century Fox just to strip it down and sell it in parts at a loss. Yeah, you know they wanted to use it. They wanted to grow. They had a plan to grow. They and I feel because even Bob Iger was said in this interview. I watched him on the other day, only like six weeks ago. He said there might there's probably people are only going to subscribe to three or four streaming services, and that's what he said. So he knows full well that the bundle system it might work with sports and differently but yeah it's it's gonna be interesting but yeah so there's gonna be a lot happening obviously going on and so we're gonna be following all this as it happens things are gonna change things are gonna move around a bit you know what we've been used to for the last year in 2023 the rule book we can throw it out the window because now we've got um the old bosses back um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting there's a lot i think i i generally feel a little bit there's so much more optimism within the disney community and a lot of people questioning what Biger's going to do. I mean, he has to get his... The main thing is he has to pick the right guy to or woman to take over. You know, he has to pick the right person to do so. And that's his primary job. You know, he has to turn the company around, but he also has to give them a vision to where they're going. And we might see that. It's like, you know, we're going to do Disney Plus on on mass, and that's the plan. But he's already done it everywhere else. It's just in America. Um, but sometimes Wall Street doesn't seem to understand what's going on outside of America. <laughs> well, Wall Street has a very myopic view of things, which is what are the earnings and what are the yeah. projected earnings for next quarter? And that's yeah. pretty much about it. Anything yeah. past two quarters from now might as well just not exist. And I can also be very good at kind of telling like Wall Street, no, I'm not doing what we, we've got a long-term plan. I think that's what they're not getting from JPEG. They weren't getting that long-term feel. Right, let's well, talk about something else. Yeah, yeah, and no. he didn't have a long, he didn't have a long-term view. Right, so let's now shift gears a little bit. Um, as I said, not a huge amount of news, but we did get the news of what's coming up on Disney Plus in December. So we've got the US list. Now I'm going to be honest. I am going to um skip over a lot of the National Geographic library content because some of it's old. Most of it's already on Disney Plus around the world, and is and generally, in all honesty, there's not probably a lot of. Um, we're only going to pick out the highlights because. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of National Geographic stuff being chucked in here. Um, so at first on December the second for the US, we, and this, these are most of these are global actually with the originals. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, um, a new animated film. Um, then we're also getting um, Pentatonics Around the World for the Holidays, um, a new holiday special. 
Um, I know I've had a few people kind of go, how do you not know who they are? How do you know? It's like, because generally they, they, um, they, I had to look into them after some people were calling me out on like not knowing who they were. And I'm like, they never had a top 40 hit in the UK. So that would be why. We well, so they, they, so because it had, they hadn't really been, they hadn't really come to the UK as much. I think they've got a tour coming up, but they've only done like one tour in like seven years in the UK. So that's why I hadn't heard of them. They've never been on any shows over here, any promotion, any advert. So that's why I didn't know about them, but they are, well, they look pretty good. I'm looking forward to them. I, I have, I have no excuse. I've never heard of them, <laughs> but I'm from the US. So I, don't, yeah. I don't know. No, but you're not, just, you're not down with it. That's the, that's the way. Um, I'm just going to, yeah, we're just going to float right by that <laughs> um, We're also getting, uh, there is a National Geographic film dropping on Friday, the, December the 2nd, The Territory, which is a new film that came out this summer. Um, that's all about, um, I think it's all about like logging and um, the impact it's having. So again, there's some, actually some of the National Geographic stuff is actually a little bit um, more mature. So we're seeing them use the National Geographic side to kind of bulk out the adult stuff. Um so Wednesday, December the 7th, we're getting a whole host of new episodes of things like Gigantosaurus, Raven's Home, um, The Villains of Valley View. The finale of The Mysterious Benedict Society, so that will be dropping. Um, also good news in Canada, the entire series is dropping on that date as well for you guys. So you'll want to watch that one there. Um, and I believe that might have been because of the move to Disney Channel, that that's why, that, why there was that delay. Chapter five of the Santa Clauses, and obviously the week after we'll have um, the finale of that series, plus a new episode of Willow, and there'll be new episodes every Wednesday. There is a um, Latin American like concert event happening on Thursday, the 8th of December. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it because Solo Amor, why? And that's, I can't. I, I did French at school rather than Spanish. So. <laughs> um, Friday, December the 9th, we're getting Retrograde, a new National Geographic documentary about the war in Afghanistan. So yeah, and some light-hearted stuff. Adina Mazel, Which Way to the Stage, and Nightmare at the Museum, a new animated film. Um, the fact that that movie is out in like three weeks and we have not seen anything more than an image, one image is a little bit worrying. I forgot it existed until it showed up on this list, honestly. Yes. Um, it's just, And then on Wednesday, December the 14th, we're getting um, two episodes of National Treasure, Edge of History. The one show I'm actually, that's, that's probably for me one of the highlights of the month that I'm looking forward to. And there will be new episodes weekly after that. This uh, Thursday, December the 15th, a very Backstreet holiday, so you can get down with the Backstreet Boys. Um, I have heard of them. Yes, I, 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 I do. I remember. I have. I did buy an album of theirs once when I was younger. I can't say I did that, but I have heard of them. <laughs> um, Friday, December the sixteenth, we're getting "If These Wolves Could Sing," a brand new documentary about uh, Abbey Road Studios. So, and a lot of <laughs> this is like sometimes Disney make these documentaries. You go, who are you? What? What's going on with these things? Um, then Le Pupel, which is a brand new short take, uh, short um, about uh, school. Uh, don't know much about that one yet. We haven't seen any trailers. The, I mean, the image for it is kind of creepy, to be honest. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely like old-fashioned kind of look. Uh, Wednesday, December the twenty-first, we're getting the National Geographic documentary, The Flag Makers, along with new episodes of like um, Edge of History and Willow. Big one, really, on December the twenty-eighth, we're getting Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl. So that was filmed last, I think it was last week. Um, so looking forward to seeing what they do with that one. 
Um, and actually, um, I believe Abe, who used to present the This Kingdom podcast with us, actually even worked on the show as well. So that was kind of quite interesting when I saw that. And other than that, there's a lot of National Geographic stuff dropping. A couple of highlights as well. Internationally, in the UK, Ireland, and in Canada, we're getting new episodes of Criminal Minds Evolution for the first couple of weeks on the Fridays. Um, I know my mum and dad are really happy about that on there. Um, we're also getting um, Amsterdam on the 7th of December. Uh, the Banshees of Inchrin is going to be dropping. It's I think it's the 14th for Canada and the 21st for the UK. So that's actually a movie I am actually looking forward to watching. We're also getting Darby and the Dead on the 2nd of December. In Australia and New Zealand, it's coming um, at the end of the month for some bizarre reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so that's kind of some of the big um, releases really from that side in addition to like um, Welcome to Chippendales and Flashman in Australia, Canada and New Zealand. So lots of great stuff coming in. So anything there jump out at you? Um, I will mention one that uh, we skipped over simply because it's one of my favorites is we've got the Muppet Christmas Carol Extended Edition coming out. Uh, I think it's on the 18th or something like that. Mm. Talked about it previously in our uh, our kind of live show, actually, from yeah. D23. But they're including the uh, the song that had been lost uh, in it. So when love... When Love Something or Other. I can't remember the name offhand. Either way, uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies, so I'm looking forward to watching this again. Yeah, it's funny. This That movie just does never... It's not on my, like, mm. top 50 Christmas movies, so I, I I don't really... I never really resonated with that one very much, so it, it, it's like... Yeah. Part of the... I much prefer, I much prefer the um, the Bill Murray Scrooged version. I was going to guess that Scrooged was probably... Yeah, uh, on your, <laughs> Scrooged. It, yeah. That's the thing, is that there's so many different versions of... Uh, of this particular story that you could ask like 20 people and get 20 different answers for which is their favorite version. Yeah, uh, I, but anyway, I, I've been, I, love the I've been, I have been tempted to, we, we, we nearly the other day have signed up to Apple TV just to watch spirited, which is another new version of it with Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds on Apple TV plus. Right. And that's, that one's about the actual spirits themselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it looked interesting. I, I'm not going to sign up for Apple TV yeah. for it, but if I ever get an Apple TV subscription again, maybe when Ted Lasso Season 3 comes out, yeah. uh, I'll probably watch it at that time. In the, in the middle of July. It'll be <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. As, um, yeah, long, so that's, as yeah. long as it's not before Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Well, as I must have, I did put, I put up all the decorations yesterday. Um, it was like, when am I going to do it? I'm going to do it this weekend. It's like, And it was definitely felt like... Thanksgiving over the day after, he's like, "Yeah, we'll go." And it's like, if I'm going to put them up, at least want them up for a little bit of time. And my wife got home from work. And said, Why have you decorated the office? You've not decorated the rest of the house. <laughs> it's like, but nevertheless, um, yeah. So that is some of the highlights. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the Banshees of Insurin. I can never quite work out. Um, that's like a movie I want to watch. Mm -hmm. Not so bothered about Amsterdam, but I will give that one a go. Darby and the Dead looks a bit of fun. Um, Willow. Um, <coughs> I've it's kind of weird. I've, I've already seen all the episodes. Drop it next month, so I can talk about that properly next week. Uh, so it's a little bit well, like I've, I've done them. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for them. So. Yes. So yeah. So it's 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 like a national national treasure is probably the one that I'm like yeah that one's that one's the the highlight. Right. Before we jump into some of the news, just want to do a quick shout out and hello to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for your continued support. So big thank you to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and Sarah, and also on the YouTube um, and Patreon. we got Babak, Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Eric G, Caleb, Red Mars Man, Cody, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, 
Andrew, and also a huge thank you to Sarah for your continued support. I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving if you celebrated it. That's, that's the key thing. <laughs> if you're not in the US, it doesn't matter. Right, let's now talk about some new stuff. So uh, let's start off with a fun one. Um, since we're in the holiday spirits, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. What did you think of that one? I enjoyed it. It was good. Good, funny, fun. Um, I don't think it'll become part of my like annual Christmas rotation, but I enjoyed it for what it was. It was fun to see the the cast again, and yeah, it it, it was. You know, last week we talked about the Santa Claus, and like I'm not ready for Christmas yet. This week was, uh, this one in particular was definitely like the okay, Thanksgiving's done. I'm ready for Christmas. Uh, let's do this. And this was my transition show or movie. I enjoyed it. Yes, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun, silly. I loved some of the some of the songs from it. I've actually been playing them quite a bit. Um, the ones from the old seventies. Um, that one's been they've been pretty good, really. I actually really liked the opening song. When you know the aliens are kind of trying to describe Christmas yeah. based on like fifth hand. Uh, <laughs> it, it just it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes along. But it was a lot of fun. Like like Mrs. Claus teaming up with the with the evil elves to kill Santa and. Yeah. What was yes. it the flame the flamethrower flame or something? Yeah. yeah, it's like all right, okay. And the idea they don't know what reindeer is of like rain, rain, rain. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like yeah, it, it, it was, was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a lot, it was stupid, it was humorous. I feel like this is the kind of thing of like it was completely throwaway, meaningless. If you didn't watch it, it doesn't matter. It felt like when you get a comic, when you go into a comic book store and you pick up a one shot and you can read it. Without any knowledge, and if you never read it, it doesn't matter. Um, and I always, always used to like buying those comic books because you didn't have to worry about the history. It was fun. Um, but then I enjoyed She Hulk and Four Love and Thunder, so I like the comedy side of my. I know some people are like this is rubbish, it's like, well, yeah, but if you were expecting Guardians 3 or Guardians 4, then this wasn't what that was. It was a bit of fun, a little bit of humor. More of this, please. It's definitely showing like with this and Werewolf by Night. Even though I didn't like Werewolf by Night, I think this is where the future of the MCU on Disney Plus is going to go. I think we're going to shift away. We're going to have a few series and more of these um, rather than having lots and lots of series. But I thought it was fun. It was a nice, easy show for them to make. Yeah, and I actually appreciated the focus on Drax and Mantis as well. They, I couldn't watch an entire movie of just them, but for this little short focus of them going after Kevin Bacon and trying to, you know, kidnap him for for Peter. Uh it worked out pretty was, well. And because that really probably was only about like 20 minutes of it. So it wasn't right. like it was even the full length of it because um you had all the stuff with um I just thought it I thought it was fun. It's nice to have a bit of fun, a little bit of lightheartedness and yeah, it was it was good. Um I enjoyed it. It was it was a bit of fun. I it's like I I think I gave it like a four out of five because I enjoyed it. Whether you know someone goes, it's like a masterpiece. Like, you know, I wouldn't say it was a masterpiece. It isn't the best thing they've ever made, but it was. I think it depends on your expectations. I think my expectations were so low that it was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, and they had the special effects in it. Um, some of the bits were a little, you know, janky, especially mm -hmm. with the uh, with them fighting the police officers and things like that. But overall, it, it's a higher tier of quality than you would expect for uh, given the content, and. Yeah, it's throwaway, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. It it, it knows what it it's there for, and it, yeah. it's not there to to send some vastly important message. No, it's just the guardians learn what Christmas is and make mistakes along the way and have fun and do stupid things. 
yeah, very uh, just so tonally different from like Black Panther Wakanda Forever, just so tonally different. Um, but yeah, that's the end of phase four, so that, that one was fun. We also had the finale of Star Wars Andor. And um, what did you think of that one? Oh, it's this was fantastic. I I loved this final episode. Uh it it has a feeling of uh of being over, even though we know season two, like you could stop after season one and be okay. But it, yeah, it's setting up for season two is great as well. Yeah, see, I'm gonna be honest here, and, this and, is, okay. and I think yeah, and I, I felt it a little bit flat. Hmm. I was a little bit like it kind of ended. I'm like it was it was very I mean the whole funeral scene and stuff with like going on, it's like, yeah, this is you know, and her revving up the audience and that poor little robot getting kicked over, a poor little thing. But I wanted something a bit like bigger. There, there wasn't really like it didn't feel like a big there wasn't it wasn't an expensive finale. It didn't really feel like there was a lot of going on. I don't know, it, I felt a little bit like, oh, okay, so now we're gonna wait like two years to the next next series drops. Um I, yeah, I, I, the bet I love the thing I really loved, and I didn't notice this um, at first. The mid, the post credit scene because I didn't realize there was one. Yes, there was and, one. Uh, and it kind of led into the idea of like of the the stuff they've been building was the death stars. Like, well, I you could have guessed. I guessed that anyway. I had a, I assumed that the minute I saw them building stuff, that that's what they were doing. Yeah, it would. Either, it was either going to be the Death Star or it was going to be like critical components for Star Destroyers or, you know, it was something war related and having it be the Death Star, of course. Uh, but I, but that's really the thing. The first season, all 12 episodes were really about this ground level mm. thing. You know, it's the stakes are high, but only on a personal level. It's not really about overthrowing the Empire at a galactic level. It's just stay out of our lives. Don't bother us. Don't don't, you know, throw us in jail for trivial things, that kind of thing. Whereas it looks like season two is going to be much more what you're talking about with the the big fight starting to to form through and the rebellion really starting to to build up. So I I felt like this was a good ending for it because it did not go into the we're going to have a huge fight and there's going to be tie fighters everywhere and there's the star destroyers bombarding and all that. And now this is a, a very localized story about this town, about these people and their their struggles. And then season two, based on the stinger, will be much more of you know broad mon mothma will will meet up with andor at some point uh you know scarsgard character will will become more important and of course andor teaming up with scarsgard uh officially you know yeah. sets us on that next path yeah it, it, it was good i i enjoyed the whole series the series on a whole i enjoyed, but i just felt and i kind of fall into that i feel like i've fallen into that trap with andor in the finale uh it wasn't like it's Star Warsy enough, kind of. It didn't mm. feel like the final scene in, you know, like I generally were used to seeing with Star Wars, where that final kind of the last bit of a, of the movies where you have that big blowout, and we didn't really have that in some way. You know, there was a funeral and there was a little bit of a thing, but it didn't really come to much. It um, didn't come to much in terms of spectacle, but it, there were a lot of story points that yeah. that got built out of it. You know, like the ISB agent. Uh, reuniting with her stalker slash yeah. teammate. Uh, obviously, he's getting set up to to be like her assistant or something in season two. Something that we kind of figured was going to happen anyway. Um, but also like her scene in general, where throughout the entire series up to this point, she's been in control, she's been in command, she's very, you know, like a presence. And then in the middle of the fight, she's just 
completely useless in the yeah. fight. Gets knocked out pretty much immediately. Is probably going to get killed if this guy doesn't intervene. And it's a very interesting kind of juxtaposition for what we've seen of her character up to this point. So, again, not like a big spectacle thing. She, I think she fires her blaster like once and then the fight is over. And then, but in terms of like character building, character arc, it's very important. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot of world building, but it kind of felt like, I feel like for a finale, it kind of, yeah, it, it's this kind of, I think it's one of the problems with the series as a whole um, in that it hasn't got the mainstream audience because of its being a lot slower and a lot more methodical and a lot lower. It works better as a series. I think it's, it, is, it, it was really good. I mean, let's be, you know, it's, it's the best Star Wars show um, of the year easily. Um, but it, I felt like it, it, I know he wanted to get, they want to get away from like the, the Easter eggs and the cameos of the week, but you could do a cameo in a finale. You know, you could kind of do that a little bit easier um, just kind of get that extra pop. I don't you don't necessarily need it all the time, but this series, I think it might have helped a little bit. I mean, you can still have both too. You can have the stories of Andor, which are very character driven, very story driven, but then also have things like Bad Batch or Mandalorian, which are very much at this point. And this week, Cad Bane shows up, and this week, Boba Fett shows up, and this week, and, and so on and so on. Um, you know, we, I got on uh, Bad Batch for doing that, but Mandalorian, mm, excuse me, did it really well. Yeah, it would have been mean, interesting. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say what the thing is. There's a difference to me of like one cameo in the whole mm -hmm. series. As opposed to one every week, there's a kind of right. you know when you get, when it's every week, it kind of loses its impact. But um, we kind of we knew Saul was going to be in it, we knew Mon Mothra was in it already. But it, I don't know. That's my only little thing of like I'd have liked a little bit more of just something a bit more entertaining to kind of main like just bigger. But but I still enjoyed it. It's still very good. I still enjoy, I still liked it. Um, I'm probably going to need need to watch the series again when the second season comes out. But yeah, overall enjoyed it. Any final thoughts on that one before we move on? Um, I'll just echo that last sentiment. When season two finally comes out several years from now, I will definitely be watching this again, if only to remind myself. But it's it's just really good television, and Disney needs more of this on Disney Plus. Mm. Um, okay, so we also had um, some other bits and pieces released this week. So we had um, the Santa Clauses. Have you been carrying on with the Santa Clauses? Um, I did. I, I'm caught up with that. And, and like I said last week, I'm much more in the mood for it at the mm. moment. Um, it still hasn't like 100% captured me the way the movies did. Um, maybe next week will be different. I don't know. But uh, it's not the problem with the show itself. It, it The show is still solid. It, it's good acting. The story's Christmassy, nothing special, but it's Christmassy. I, I just yeah. not, it's just not clicking me with me yet. We'll see yeah. as the story, you know, we're kind of getting to some more important points of the story now. We'll see how next week does. I'm actually much more optimistic about next week than I was about this week. Yeah, because it feels like this was very much about setting up Cal as the replacement, mm -hmm. um, right? Because he's got some good qualities. I think we're going to see the, his bad qualities. I don't think he's going to be a villain or anything like that, but I feel like um, you can sort of see the fact he's corporate is is maybe not going to work. Um, but it's it's fun. Um, I wouldn't. It's definitely not what I call have to watch the second it drops. It's kind of like after every after everything I've watched. But right. um, yeah, no, it's 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 fun. Um, we yeah, have, it, oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if if they make him into a villain or if the theme of the last couple episodes will be 
um, helping him find the true meaning of Christmas and re-guiding him into being what Santa Claus is supposed to be rather than what he thinks Santa can do for him, which yeah. is, you know, his current thing. We'll see. Like I said, I think I'm a bit more optimistic about it going forward than I was last week. Yeah, I suppose it's that thing of they're not really setting him up as he, he's not he's not mean, he's not nasty. There's nothing, you know, he loves his kid, he wants the best for them, and he's he doesn't he's not worried about money. So, so he's not being portrayed as a traditional like villain. So that's that's nice. It's a refresh, a bit refreshing. Um, also had the finale of the Kardashians this week. Um, so that one's finished up on Thursday. Um seems like they are setting up the tone for season three they kind of winked at the camera and said season three and kim has been on social media asking what they want more of so i'm assuming that we're going to get some more of it just more of them just kind of um yeah it was it, it was a solid show to the to finish it off on um what else did we have oh did you happen to watch welcome to chippendales this week i have not seen that one yet um uh, it is on my list because mm. like the the creative team behind it, the actors in it are very good. I just didn't get a chance to watch it this week. Yeah, so that one's out on Disney Plus in Australia, Canada, and in New Zealand, and it's out on Hulu in the United States. Um, I am I have seen some of the episodes, and it is really good, but I can't really talk about it till next year when it drops yeah. into Disney Plus. So due to things, so um, do watch it if you've got it. Um, but I'll talk about it next year. Yeah, <laughs> And the the FX shows are very weird in terms of yeah. distribution. That's all we can but, really say. But about it is it. It, it it is good. So I I can't I can't wait to watch the rest of the episodes that I've not seen. So that's that's always a good sign. Um, so I'm just trying to think what else we had this week. It's been oh um, yeah, we had the finale of The Walking Dead on Monday. Well, that was a good kind of blowout of deaths and bloods and killing <laughs> as you'd expect. Is kind of and especially because it was the finale. They were killing people off left, right, and center. Loved that show. Um. Yeah, and I also saw Tales of the Walking Dead drop onto Disney Plus in Italy. So now that's that me going, ooh, I wonder if we're gonna get that one. Because <laughs> I'm just like, because now I'm like, oh my I've done eleven seasons of The Walking Dead. I think I want to start on some of these spin-offs. So um that was a that was a great show. That, um I enjoyed watching that one on Monday. So that one I am wondering now whether or not to get into criminal minds. That's the kind of the thing of because my parents love it and like if it, it, if it's gone on for six fifteen seasons and now it's come back for a sixteenth season. It must be good. <laughs> you know, it's like, you, know, you can't do 15 seasons and it not um, good. I also watched some Grey's Anatomy and some Station 19 this week as well. Um, it's nice having these. It's nice to say, this is the difference of when you start getting Disney pumping everything out into all their platforms. You really, this is why I, when I say, you know, they can cut back when they've got all this other stuff dropping. You know, they don't need as much when you've got all those other shows dropping in. Yeah, absolutely. It, it That's kind of what we're hoping going forward yes there may not be a star wars show every week there may not be a marvel show every week but when you've got good quality general entertainment you don't necessarily need it no i mean if they were dropping things like big sky and um alaska because i haven't watched that show yet i've been wanting to watch when that one drops in the uk um also this week um Grownish season five dropped in the UK. So I've I've binged my way through about half the season on that this week. So that's been another nice new um addition onto Disney. I'm just I'm sure that you think of maybe one. the mysterious Benedict Society or yeah, I did I did watch that one as well. Yeah, no, that 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 series we're in that we're yeah, in we're, that mid, we're in we're in the mid-season mid lull. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I I still love the show, but it, it's definitely in the we we need to stretch this out before we get to the finale section of the show. Um, it's still good. I, I highly encourage people to watch it, but um, 
Mm. Yeah, I figure we'll talk about that maybe when the series ends and we can talk about it as a whole. Yeah. Um, also, we had Reasonable Doubt drop here in the UK. I've seen the first couple episodes and really watched it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the series. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. No, that one there dropped onto Hulu a, a while ago. So that one was doing good. Um, there was the Hip Hop Nutcracker. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to, I think Snow Days put me in that. <laughs> and that's just been, yeah, I, I probably should watch it. And I need to watch it, but it's just kind of like quite low on my um, watch list at the minute. It, it's one of those ones where if we weren't getting as much content as we're getting, we'd, we would talk about it. But mm. uh, yeah, I'd have to say that was pretty low on the priority list as well. And I, we also had the Elton John live. So that that dropped for us on Monday because obviously um, I, I went to see him live earlier this year. I've actually had this on three times because I've actually put this on while I've been working. Listen to him, just it's it. it I love this. Is uh, this is so good? I um, I'm in the. I mean, I love love his songs anyway. But I've had this one on literally, yeah, three times because it's nearly three hours long. So that's just, it's just yeah. great to be able to put it on in the background. Yeah, and as I said, I've seen him live before, but we're talking back in like the nineties. Uh, the so it's been a while. I did not get to watch this live. I didn't get to. I had a prior engagement that kind of overlapped with it. But I've watched it. Uh, I haven't watched it three times. I've watched it once. Since then is a fantastic concert. Uh, Elton John, uh, definitely one of the best uh, showmen of of the the era. Obviously, yeah. kind of retiring now, but um, if you like any of his music, absolutely, this is it's a great concert. Yeah, it's yeah that that was. I really hope to do more with this one, and it's also also going to be that thing of like, yeah, that's where all the best went down with the bobs. <laughs> this is like if there wasn't anything Oops. bigger. This is a big, and apparently there were all the execs were in a big um, tent at the event, and then all the phones were going, and like Kareem <laughs> then legged it, and then um, like Bob was supposed, I uh, Chapek was supposed to introduce, um, and that all went all dropped out just before. Yeah, I mean to have to be at the Elton John concert and all that going on. I mean, just I know I woke up on Monday morning and it was like, whoa. <laughs> My phone had gone. Just the emails and the messages and the cop and the notifications and the tags and just like, oh yeah, um, something's gone on this morning. I, I, I yeah, I'm very curious if it was done intentionally. Honestly, that that would be a huge middle finger to Chapek and and his staff to to do it right before this major event, or if it was just like, well, the decision's been made. Text him out. He's at the Elton. Just text him. Yeah, they maybe didn't want him to go on there, and I don't know. Yeah, they might not have wanted him. They, yeah. yeah, there's a whole lot of things going on, but the timing <laughs> is definitely like that was a jerk. That was a jerk I, move. <laughs> apparently, no, I got only like it, it took days. They literally like Thursday or Friday. That's how mm. long. That's when I got. It was all very quick because apparently Kevin Mayer was um, who used to run the Disney Plus and the streaming. Um, he was approached, but they said you have to buy Candle Media. Um, to get him, and that would have required Chapek knowing about it, so that's why mm. that didn't happen. So, we got to watch the space, so keep an eye on that. You know, maybe the original person that was going to replace Chapek, Kevin Mayer, might be, and that might bring in Candle Media, which owns a lot of content. So, we'll have to keep an eye out. On that note, guys, thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What's on Disney Plus podcast where we'll be talking about Willow and. I think that's the main release of next week. I think so. Um, if you're wondering, we haven't gone and seen Strange World, um, so we're gonna we're I, gonna talk about that when it drops on Disney Plus. Because yeah, 
I may go and see it at theaters, um, but it'll be on like a discount Tuesday kind of thing. And even if I do, we'll wait for it to drop on Disney Plus before we talk about it. Yeah, it was kind of. Um, I did check actually the cinemas that I was uh, last week when I looked at it. There was only one showing a day at five o'clock, which was mm-hmm. no good. They have added a few extra showings, um, but I tend to like going in the morning because. Um, afternoon america you know it's like work um so yeah so it's a bit and i just i'm at that point that's like oh i might as well wait now I've, I've lost if you've lost the first week and it's expected to drop on christmas eve um because yeah it's like well, we're only gonna wait three weeks so it's not that long no but nevertheless let us know what you think about all the situation with the bobs and what you're looking forward to watching in december let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we shall see you guys soon later later bob out Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.